Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of November 13, 2016. Last week, Soundprints included a demo of the new version of the Uber app. We do want to clarify that In the current version of the app, the customer is invited to rate the driver of the last completed trip at the bottom of the screen that appears when you open the app. It is possible to request your next trip now without rating the driver of the last trip, but of course we hope that all of us will take the time to enter that rating as it is important. The Kentucky Council of the Blind completed its 43rd annual convention this past weekend. The weekend was filled with informative speakers, an amazing tech area, great food, and of course much fun and good friends. We have several election results to report. KCB chapters that are special interest affiliates met during the weekend and the results are as follows. The KCB Next Generation elected new officers. They are Matt Selm, President, Josh Gentry, Vice President, Amanda Selm, Secretary, and Joey Couch, Treasurer. Lisa McEwen is a director on the Next Generation Board. The Tri-State Library users elected two directors, Dave Trevino and Elaine Weisbard, to its board and passed constitutional change to make its terms of office two years rather than one. Guide Dog Users of Kentucky changed its name to Guide Dog Users of Kentuckiana and elected Josh Gentry and Deb Lewis as directors on its board. The Kentucky Council of the Blind elects officers in even-numbered years. Deb Lewis has served ably as KCB president for the last four years and so was not eligible to run for another term. Debbie Dethridge from Louisville is the new KCB president. Joey Couch was elected to a second term as KCB first vice president. Deb Trevino chose not to seek re-election to the office of second vice president and Jerry Slusher of Covington was elected to that office. Rick Boggess of Owensboro and Carla Rushevel of Louisville are secretary and treasurer, respectively. We couldn't have a convention without great volunteers. Special thanks to Patty and David Cox, Rich Marcy, Lisa McEwen, Linda Oakes, Chastity Starkey, Beth Strickland, Chris Trevino, Paula Weiss, and many others who did so much to make the weekend a huge success. And thanks to the convention committee for all of the planning and hard work that goes into every convention. The committee consisted of Joey Couch, Chair, Susan Ament of Lexington, Rick Boggess, Owensboro, Patty Cox, Debbie Dethridge, 
Deb Lewis and Carla Reshevel of Louisville and Jerry Slesher of Covington. Now let's join Bradley Mann as he sings God Bless America to open the Saturday morning general session at the convention. While the storm clouds gather far across the sea, let us pledge allegiance to a land that's free. Let us all be grateful for a land so fair as we raise our voices in a humble prayer. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her. Through the night with the light from above, from the mountains to the prairies, to the oceans white with foam, God bless America, my home sweet home. God bless America, my home sweet home. The first speaker of the general session was Lenore Yates, a licensed insurance representative from Louisville. Lenore's explanation of Medicare Parts A, B, C, and D benefits, as well as Medicaid issues for 2017, is included on page 2. By the way, Lenore is the daughter of KCB members Roger and Carol Schaff. Jeff Bishop is from Tucson, Arizona. He's an Information Technology Accessibility Analyst with the University of Arizona and a member of the ACB Board of Directors. Jeff was our national ACB representative for this convention, and we really enjoyed getting to know him and the time he spent with us this past weekend. Jeff left 80-degree temperatures in Tucson only to find the first frost of the year for us here in Louisville. You would have thought he had just dropped in at the Arctic Circle. Jeff's banquet speech painted a picture of how each and every one of us can become involved in ACB. Listen in on page 3. A fundraising auction was held on Friday evening. Darren Harbour, Darren Hatch from his KSB days, was the auctioneer, and Paula Weiss from the Bluegrass Council was the describer. What a fun-filled event that was, and it raised $752 for the Kentucky Council of the Blind. During one intermission in the auction, people were invited to share original quick little commercials, and then the audience selected a winner of a cash prize by their applause. On page 4, you'll hear those commercials and the selection of the winner. First is Darren Harbour with Imagine Blind Players. 
Then is Scott Heads with Savvy Barbecue. Savvy is KCB's Owensboro chapter. Third is Ed Phillips from Louisville with Nobody Walks Away. Note, Nobody Walks Away was a phrase used for years and years in commercials by a large Sam Swope car dealership here in Louisville. The fourth commercial is Bill Dethridge with Guide Dog Users of Kentucky. And finally, Beth Phillips and Friends are the VIP Supremes. VIP is a support group here in Louisville. We think you'll enjoy the fun on page four. And on page five is the Sound Prince calendar. Page two. Well, we're glad to have you here once again for this uh, wonderful Saturday morning session of the uh, Kentucky Council of Divine State Convention. Uh, our first presenter this morning will um, be coming to us, be giving us some medical advice on med- uh, medical insurance. Uh, we're glad to have Lenore Yates as our uh, spokesperson this morning. So, uh, if you happen to have questions, we're going to try to allot uh, five minutes uh, towards the end for questions. So uh, we're going to turn it over and uh, see what she has to tell us this morning. Thank you, Joey. Good morning, everybody. Okay, I'm a little afraid of this microphone, but can everybody? <laughs> okay, can everybody hear me? Okay, this morning. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, Like Joey said, my name is Lenore Yates, and I am very pleased to be welcomed back again from you guys. I think this is the third or fourth time that I've addressed this group. I know I missed last year, so I'm glad to be back again. Um, I run Yates Retirement Services, and I specialize in anything that does with retirement, and I do all of your Medicare Part Ds, your Medicare Advantage plans, anything to do with Medicare. So that is the purpose of this, um, this talk today, is just to go over all the changes there has been a few, okay, so with everybody, and hopefully I can answer any questions that you might have and clarify anything that's going on in your mind. I understand there's a lot, uh, Deb Lewis told me that there's a lot of first-timers here, the people that had not heard this before. Maybe some of you are newer to Medicare. I'm going to run over very briefly what Medicare is and what Medicare does. For those of you that have been on Medicare for years, bear with me. I'm going to get to the changes here very shortly. Uh, start off with Medicare, just there's four parts. There's Medicare A, B, C, and D. They couldn't make it easy and make just one part, right? So, so with Medicare Part A, people, that is your hospitalization only. That's it, all right? Anything that has to do with doctors or tests or diagnostics, even if you're in the hospital, the doctors that come to see you while you're in the hospital, that's all Medicare Part B. So Medicare Part A is just basically your room and board. Currently, if you go in, if you have only Medicare, A and B, if you walk into the hospital, you have a $1,288 deductible. If they keep you in there longer than 60 days, you have a $322 a day copay for the next 30 days. Ouch. And if you're in there longer than 90 days, like you don't have enough trouble, they double your copay to $644 per day. For the next 50, or 60 days. And if you're in the hospital longer than 150 days, Medicare stops paying altogether. As far as nursing home goes, Medicare doesn't cover a nursing home for the long haul. But what they will do is they will give you some coverage 
for skilled nursing care. All right? They will cover the first 20 days in its entirety. And then days 21 through day 100, there's $161 a day copay. After that, you have no coverage at all. Now, this sounds really scary. But if you are on a Medicare A and B, hopefully you have a traditional supplement. And a supplement will pay every one of those things that are outstanding for you, so you have nothing out of pocket. For those of you that have a Medicare Advantage plan, an HMO, a PPO, those are a little bit different. We'll get to those in just a second, okay? As far as the Medicare Part B goes, you have a $160 deductible, okay, per year. Okay, that's the Part B deductible. Once you pay that, it's an 80-20 split. Medicare pays 80%, you pay the other 20. And again, this is for anything such as your lab work, your doctors, tests, anything outpatient, which gosh knows they do so much stuff outpatient, it's not even funny. But all of that is 80-20. Again, if you have a Medicare supplement, the Medicare supplement will pay that 20% for you. Some of them pay the $160 deductible, some of them do not. So it depends on which one you have, okay? Now the Medicare Part C, that's your Advantage plans, all right? If you have an Advantage plan, you can forget everything I just told you, because Medicare A and B, you actually disenroll from original Medicare A and B, and you enroll in Medicare C. Medicare Part C encompasses A and B and drug coverage as well. It's a little bit different, okay? Um, you have to um, use networks with a lot of them, okay? Uh, with many of them, you have co-pays, and you are going to have some out-of-pocket. They, they vary from, from HMO to HMO, from PPO to PPO, as for the cost. There are some out there that have absolutely no additional premium. There are some out there that will run you $55, $69 this year. I think 67 and 55 are the two PPOs in this area that are real popular, okay? And with a PPO, you can go to pretty much any doctor you want to go to, which is nice. You have that freedom of choice. You may have some restrictions on facility, but you do have freedom of choice with your physician. So I think that's a good thing. Um, but there is going to be some cost sharing involved, okay? You have a lower premium, you have some cost sharing. It's kind of a swap. Now, I did want to go over one thing that was a change with the Medicare Part B that's going to affect some of you but not all of you. The Medicare Part B premium, that's the one that comes right off your Social Security check for most of you, has been $104.90 a month. Many of you may have heard that the Medicare Part B has gone up. Well, it did and it didn't. How's that for clarity? <laughs> Okay, if you have already been on Medicare, don't worry about it. You're good. All right, it's going to stay at $104.90, at least for now. If you are new to Medicare, enrolling in Medicare in the year 2016 and forward, it will cost you $121.80 a month for your Medicare Part B. So they did have to make some adjustments. They did have to make some increases. And what they did, instead of just hitting everybody with an increase for the Medicare Part B, they increased just the newcomers to Medicare. So at least they didn't penalize those of you that have already been on Medicare for quite some time. All right? Okay. Now, your Medicare Part D, which is, I think, probably the biggest concern for most of you in this room, that's your drug plan. I'm sorry. That's your drug plan. 
there's been some changes, okay? Pedicare Part D, you can have either as a standalone Part D, which is just by itself. For example, if you have a traditional Medicare supplement, you have a, and you're going to want a Part D by itself. If you have an Advantage plan, the Medicare Part C, well, then your Medicare Part D is included with that for the most part, okay? I would say 99% of the time. There are 13 different Advantage plans out there that include Medicare Part D with them, but there are 23 standalone Part D plans. Wow. How do you know if you've got the right one? Uh, it depends. With those 23 plans and with the 13 plans that are with the Advantage plans, so you've got a total of 36 different formularies out there for your drugs. 36 formularies that work differently with each individual pharmacy, that work different with copays, the amount of drugs, how much those drugs are going to cost you. It's crazy. My suggestion to you is this, before I get into the rest of the Part D and the changes, Find somebody, I do it, or find somebody, or do it yourself, but go to www.medicare.gov and enter your drugs and make sure you're in the right plan. Because if you are in the wrong plan, okay, um, I've, I've had several individuals this year already that one drug, for example, I'm going to use an example. Um, how many of you are familiar with Crestor? Okay, it went generic, woohoo, okay, which is wonderful, right? Because cholesterol has been a very expensive drug, okay? It's a, a cholesterol drug. And uh, the, it went generic, so everybody thought this was going to be such a great thing. And I heard somebody say, not much. Well, you know what? It didn't go down a whole lot. You're right. But what happened was some of the plans that were carrying Crestor on them do not carry the generic for 2017. Well, not nice of them. So if you've been on Crestor all these years, and you've got a plan that's just rocking and rolling for you, and it's a beautiful thing. And all of a sudden, now you're taking the generic of Crestor. Some of the plans have stopped carrying Crestor or the generic altogether and or. So you need to get it checked because if, you're not, if your drug is not on the formulary, it can cost you hundreds of dollars a month. Okay? So make sure that it's on the formulary. I wanted to talk to you about some of the things that have changed. The Part D plans have a deductible. The deductible last year was $360. This year the deductible is $400. Some of the plans, some of the standalone Part D plans, and some of the Advantage plans cover that deductible for you. Some do not. Again, that's something to take into consideration. The initial coverage limit. How many of you guys have heard this term, the donut hole? Hmm, everybody's favorite word, isn't it? Okay, the donut hole. Oops, sorry. The donut hole. Last year, when the total amount of your drugs, not what you paid out of pocket, but when your drug total reached $3,310, you hit that dreaded coverage gap or donut hole. This year, it'll take a little longer to get into it. That number is $3,700. So once your prescriptions, the amount, again, there, there's a differentiation here. It's the amount of the drugs, and that's what's coming out of your pocket. So when the amount of drugs is three, 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 I'm sorry, $3,700, then you hit the donut hole. In the donut hole, instead of having the copays that you normally have, which are some of them like your generics are free or very low cost, a dollar, $4, that type of thing, you hit it. 
Well, when you're in the donut hole, the plan will pay for 49% of your generic drugs, and it will pay for only 10% of your brand name drugs, which means you have a lot out of pocket. However, part of um, the reform here has been that the drug discount, the manufacturers of the drugs, also give a 50% discount in the donut hole. So your out of pocket should only be. 40%, which is still significant, I know, but 40% of your brand name drugs during the donut hole. Now, once you're total out of pocket, here's the switch. Before, it was the total amount of your drugs to get into the donut hole, but to get out of the donut hole, it's the total amount that you have spent out of your pocket. The amount out of your pocket before you get out of the donut hole and into catastrophic coverage is $4,950. Sorry, I know it's a lot. Um, once you are out of the donut hole, then you only have to pay like 5% of the drugs. Okay, so that's, you know, it's picked up pretty good. So if you have some significant drug expenditures, that is going to be helpful for you. Okay? Um, as far as in the catastrophic, oh, I'm sorry, as far as getting some assistance with your prescriptions, extra help. How many of you in here have heard the term applying for extra help? Okay, only a couple of you, so I'm really glad I'm bringing this up. Extra help is not full Medicaid. Oftentimes you make a dollar too much and you can't get it, which stinks, right? Um, or $100 a year too much. Well, there's a difference between qualifying for Medicaid and qualifying for extra help. Extra help is only, per, um, only applies to your prescriptions. It is if you make less than $17,820 a year as an individual or as a married couple, if you make less than $24,030 then you are eligible to apply for extra help. What does that mean for you? Well, when you have extra help, number one, you don't have to pay for your drug plan. The state picks that up for you. Number two, your prescription drugs, no matter what they are, are going to be a whole lot less expensive for you. They will be only uh, $3.30 for a generic drug, or less, some of them you can still get for free, okay? But the max you'll pay for a generic will be $3.30, and the max you will pay for a brand name drug will be $8.25. So for those of you that are in here that might be on inhalers, uh, cortical inhalers, um, you know, steroids type things, if you're on uh, insulin, some of these things are so darn expensive, Okay, you can get them for $8.25. So if your income, again, is below $17,820 for an individual, $24,030 for a married couple, please apply for extra help. The way you do that is very simple. Call Social Security. Okay, just call Social Security and tell them, I want to apply for extra help. Or you can go to www.ssa.gov. Okay, the Social Security website, and you can apply online if you're so inclined to do so. It usually takes about 30 days to get an answer from them. Okay? Now, some other assistance that is out there for you guys. You have QMB and SLMB. That $104.90 a month that you're paying for your Medicare Part B, you may be able to get the state to help you with that. 
If you are SLMB qualified, that means that the state will pay the $104.90 a month for you, but you still are responsible for your other co-pays and stuff with Medicare. The amounts for that would be, as an individual, you need to make less than $1,208 a month. For a married couple, you need to make less than $1,622 a month. By the way, these amounts are before your Medicare Part B premium is deducted. Okay? If you are QMB qualified, that means that you are qualified for full Medicaid as far as health insurance is concerned. Okay? And if that's the case, you don't have to worry about copays, you don't have to worry about uh, deductibles, you don't have to worry about premiums, you don't have to worry about squat. Okay, and if that's the case, you have to have a income, an income of less than $1,010 for an individual and less than $1,355 for a married couple. All right, so if you're under those amounts. Now, to apply for QMB or SLMB, you need to go to the Medicaid office. Here in Louisville, that's at the LNN building, okay, at 9th and Broadway. You go down there, bring proof of income. Bring proof of your assets, and you're good to go. Now, to qualify for QMB or SLMB, you can have an asset base of only $7,280 for an individual, $10,930 for a married couple. What's considered an asset base would be cash in your bank. It would be... Um, no, your cars, you don't have to worry about a car. A car does not count. And your house does not count. But cash in the bank counts. Cash value in your life insurance policy will count. And I'm going to give you a piece of unsolicited advice. If you are close, all right, to qualifying for Medicaid, and you've got a beautiful little whole life policy, for heaven's sakes, hang on to that. I'm a huge proponent of uh, whole life insurance. But that cash value can't be owned by you if you want to go on Medicaid. You can assign the ownership of your policy to somebody else. You're still the insured. That new owner can even be the beneficiary. But you don't own the cash value then. So you're good to go. It's a little way out of that, okay? So make sure that you kind of keep an eye on those things. All righty? Uh, let's see here. Anything else that I wanted to go over with you? I think that's pretty much what I wanted to cover. I wanted to be able to... Um, See if anybody had any questions. Okay, if you have a burial plan, I would hope that your burial plan is whole life because term insurance is only good for the term, okay, hence the name term insurance, which would be 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. And last time I checked, even though I'm supposed to be a prophet up here today, I thought that was kind of cute, um, none of us have a crystal ball and say, okay, I need insurance. Let me see here. Let me rub this crystal ball and see how many years I need insurance for. We don't know. I mean, tomorrow's never guaranteed. The rest of today isn't. But then, you know, you might live for another 30 or 40 years. So I think a whole life insurance policy that doesn't end is the best, okay? So let me preface your answer, Bill, with that statement, okay? But if you have a whole life insurance policy, they build cash value. Now, burial policies build very slowly for cash value. They're usually a little less expensive, and they don't have a lot of underwriting involved, and the cash value involved is minimal, okay? But the cash value that is in the policy does count towards your allotable amount, okay, to qualify. Just like with SSI, uh, to qualify for SSI, I believe your asset base cannot exceed $2,000.
okay? And I just had a case where I was working with a young lady down here in Louisville uh, earlier this week. She had $2,753, to be exact, of cash value in a life insurance policy, and it bumped her off of her SSI. We fixed it. Her son now owns the policy. So no problem. So if you have a whole life policy, look at the cash value. But I will tell you this as well. If you're going to assign the ownership of your policy to somebody, make sure it's someone you truly, truly, truly trust because you will no longer have any say-so on that policy whatsoever. You know, they could go ahead and say, geez, I know mom wanted me to bury her with that, but I really want to leave it to the Humane Society, and there's not a darn thing you can do about it. So just kind of keep that in mind, okay? No, that doesn't matter. That, that's, a good, that's a good question. Um, beneficiaries trump a will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I could leave everything to my two kids. One of them can make me angry, and I write them out of the will, but if I forgot to take them off the beneficiary, they're going to get it anyway. Okay, so that is something. In the very back, I see a hand raised. Go ahead. (laughs) Are you referring to the Medicare Part D? Well, it's either one of them. Yeah, you know there is no hope. And, and I, I think it's a 10% per year penalty on the Part B. And the Part D penalty, I know, is a 1% per month for every month that you should have taken it that you didn't. So if you are going on Medicare, take a part, you know, take your Part B. Now, the Part B, uh, and if, you, if, if you didn't have credible coverage, you're going to get hit with that penalty. But if you have what they call credible coverage, so for example, you run your spouse's major medical, or you are working yourself and you're on your own major medical, um, there is one other thing I wanted to address real quick because before the um, before we started here today, I had a couple of people ask me a couple of questions. So if I had two people ask me the exact same question, I bet it's out there in the room a few other places. How many of you have heard that Anthem is pulling out? How many of you have heard that? Uh, healthcare premiums are going to start really skyrocketing. Okay, you just got to turn on the TV, right? Okay, that does not deal with anything with Medicare. All right, Anthem's not going anywhere for Medicare, whether you have an Advantage plan or a traditional supplement. They're not going anywhere. Neither is United Healthcare. Neither is Cigna. Neither is any of them. Okay, if you got it, you're golden. Okay, um, Obamacare is different. Healthcare reform, whatever you want to call it, that is major medical. Okay, and that there has been several companies that have been pulling out of several states. Uh, what's going to happen with that? Well, we're just going to have to stay tuned. Okay, so things are going to be changing. You know, President-elect Trump has been saying that he is going to repeal Obamacare, but he has now stepped back from that a little bit and said that he is just going to address the negatives of it, and he is going to fix it instead. So that's a good thing because there are some parts of Obamacare that were really good. All right, like your pre-existing conditions and keeping your kids on there till you're 26 years old. Those have been really good things. So those things are going to stay. Some of it is going to be gone. But don't worry. If you're on Medicare, all of this stuff with Obamacare and the election and all of that, that doesn't affect anything that you have whatsoever. So you can hopefully that will put your minds at ease just a little bit. Well, all of, the, all of the Medicare supplements go up every year. You know, it's what they call attained age. It's like happy birthday. You just got an increase. And usually it's between 3 to $5 a month. So you're going to get that. And there's also inflationary changes. Um, that can go, oh, gosh, there's some carriers that 
go up 20, 25% a year, unfortunately. Um, if you have one of those, I hope you change it because that shouldn't be. Uh, most of them are lately have been going up around 3 to 5% per year. So there will always be inflationary changes. That, that's going to stay. I want to give you my phone number in case anybody has any questions. You can call me. All right. And that number is 502-296-2762. Once again, 502-296-2762. And I'm happy to help you. And if you have... You know, if you want somebody to go over your Medicare Part D plan with you, if you want somebody to review your Advantage plan, make sure you're in the right formulary, give me a call. Please be prepared with your prescriptions and your doctor's name. Okay, and I'll let you know if you're in the right plan or not. Okay? I can a lot of times just help you telephonically. Sometimes we need to meet. But just give me a call and uh, we'll work it out. Okay? Thank you so very, very, very much. I appreciate it very much. And you guys have a great convention. Page three. Anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed the meal, and we are ready to see what <coughs> wonderful uh, information Jeff has for us this evening, and he hails from Tucson, Arizona. We are ready to have Jeff come up and speak. Thank you. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? Good dinner? Yeah. And I want to I want to really thank all of the people who helped us out tonight. That was uh, really awesome. Thank you so so much. You guys worked really hard this weekend, and I for one am uh, very appreciative of that. Well, tonight um, I I wanted to talk to you a little bit about myself and how it may relate to ACB as an organization um, and the principles that sort of relate to ACB throughout my life and um, and how that really it can relate to your life too. So let's see, let's start from the beginning I guess. So um, I'm, um, my, uh, my parents raised me such that I, uh, they wanted me to be like any other child. In fact, when I was very young, my brother decided to teach me how to ride a bike. And one day he took off the training wheels. Yeah, without telling me. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun day. So about three years later, my parents find out, they get a knock at the door from Child Protective Services, right? Because one of the neighbors called them and said, there's this blind child running around on a bicycle and he's going to kill himself. Now, you know, I pretty much took out most of the mailboxes on the street and <laughs> ran into cars. And so they come outside and I whiz by on my bike. Vroom, right? And the lady's like, wow, was that your son? And like, my dad's like, yes. Oh. Well, I guess my only comment to you, Mr. Bishop, is make him wear a helmet. <laughs> so my dad bought me a helmet. Now, last weekend at WCB, they had two of the, uh, the, the uh, commentators for uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, football. They had them come and speak. 
And so I told this story. I said, listen, you guys know what a football helmet is, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. So my dad bought me a football helmet. And so big giant faceplate, you know, cover your entire head. That's not a good thing to put on a blind person's face, right? Right? When you're riding a bike, because you kind of need to hear where you're going. So I broke the faceplate off the helmet, and uh, not to mention t taking out most of the braces on my front teeth. And uh, my dad said I didn't have to wear the helmet anymore. <clears throat> so I was pretty much like that from the very beginning. I was a person that really was very um, much into being like any other child. And my parents said, you know, don't let anything stop you. Uh, uh, be who you want to be. Uh, when I, uh, I got my first seeing eye dog, I met my wife because my guide dog ran away from me and found Carrie in a uh, sign language class and jumped up on her shoulders. Now, Carrie was very timid at the time, very shy, and I ended up marrying her. So that was really nice. Um, so I, I, I've been working as a, I don't work doing this now, but I, I worked most of my career as a software developer. And one of the things that ACB <coughs> focuses on is ensuring that we have the best opportunity that we can have in the areas of employment and throughout our lives, right? I mean, we, they've worked on things like 508 guidelines, right, in the 70s. And then they worked on ADA. And of course, we have audio description. And we've also worked on technical challenges. So in the middle 90s, I went to work for Microsoft Corporation. Now, back in 1995, what got released in 1995 for all you maybe technical know-hows out there? What was, do you remember what was released in 1990? Windows 95, right? So I went to work, whoa, so I, sorry about that. So I went to work for uh, Microsoft, and I was supporting Microsoft Access, which at the time was a very, very difficult program to support, not to mention the fact that really JAWS 1.0 was out at the time. So we had to come up with some very, very creative solutions to make that work. Um, and the, the, the reason I say this is that ACB has always pushed the envelope on advocacy when it comes to technology. Uh, we're doing it today with Microsoft. We're, we've done it um, with, with uh, Google. We have done it with uh, Netflix, uh, we've done it with Apple, uh, lots and lots of different companies. Um, so the cool thing is, is that because of the innovations that Microsoft and myself were able to accomplish, we were able to showcase that at Microsoft and showing that access could be accessible. Um, ACB is a family, right? It's truly a family. All of you here are family. Um, you are a very, very close-knit affiliate. There's lots of, of, of love and, um, you know, you really care about each other. That's true throughout the entire organization. A couple of years ago, my wife, Carrie, was diagnosed with cancer. Now, why is, how is that going to relate to ACP? <laughs> Well, if it wasn't for ACB, we wouldn't have the Braille material to learn all about the type of cancer my wife had. A wonderful woman named Sue in the Health Issues Committee worked really hard to have that access for us.
And uh, I, I remember when my wife was, was diagnosed and they said, listen, everything's going to be fine. You know, everything will be fine. And, and um, she had surgery and the, and the surgeon came out and said that the cancer was significantly larger and more in, involved than we thought. And I don't know about you, but that completely took all of the strength away from me. In fact, my wife at the time was the stronger of, uh, of the two of us. She cared more about us than herself. And I was this wimpy, bawling, bald-faced, you know, crying my eyes out, completely losing it. And this angel called that's in our ACB family. Just about the time that I completely just fell apart. You know, we have an angel program, right, with the people who have left us in ACB, we've lost in ACB, where we put names on plaques and we put them up on the wall, right? And there are also guardian angels in this organization. So not only do we have people who work really hard on advocacy and legislation, but we all care and love each other. So I say all of this to say to you that it's important that if you feel that you want to get involved, that you do. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> that was quite a ride, not uh, this last time, but the one before when I decided to run for the board. And uh, I will say that was, that was quite an enlightening experience. But I will, I, I will tell you that if you're at all interested in serving, we would love to have you. In fact, we would, I would really encourage you to do it. We have lots of great special interest affiliates. We have lots of committees within our organization where a lot of your talents can be used. And we need everybody because without all of us working together and pulling us all forward, we can't move as quickly as we could unless all of us are doing that. So if you're interested in anything, there's probably a spot for you within our organization nationally to get involved. And uh, do remember that whatever your situation is, we're all here for you because we're all a family. My, uh, my wife says, you know, it's amazing that since you've been on the board this fall, I haven't seen you now for almost six weekends, five weekends. <laughs> and I said, yeah, well, that's because the work is important. And, uh, but she'll be at our convention next year, so if you're coming, it will be good for you to meet her and uh, be, be able to uh, enjoy, enjoy visiting with her. Um, so then <coughs> I uh, got involved with ACB Radio for quite a number of years with, with, uh, with, with our organization. And there's a number of you out there that I've spoken with that have very, very, very good voice talent. Um, and we would love to, for you to get involved too. Uh, in fact, there's, um, there's, there's really some interesting stories to tell about the work that we've done with, with ACB Radio. Uh, one couple of years I was Santa Claus on Marlena's show. Uh, that, that was quite uh, interesting. I'm not doing my Santa now, though. <laughs> um, and, and then uh, a couple of years ago, I, worked, uh, I started working as an IT accessibility analyst at the University of Arizona, 
Now, why is that important? Well, because it's the, the work that we're doing at our university very much coincides. In fact, my work has basically said, listen, the work you do in ACB is, is, is very much influential of the work you're doing. So, you know, they allowed me to come without taking vacation time and all that, which is, which is really a blessing. Um, I wanted to talk just a couple of minutes about some of the work that we're doing in that space. Um, how many of you are, use Adobe or PDF documents? Yeah, right? So I'm serving on the Adobe Advisory Council. And so as you can see, we, we, have our, we have our hands in all kinds of different things within the organization, as well as uh, professionally in my work as well. So we're, we're trying to really make a difference in, in, in everyone's lives, whether it's education, work, or just trying to have fun too. So I want to circle back to say that if there's anything that you feel you can contribute, then do not hesitate to, to reach out. In fact, I really, really would encourage you to do that. We need everyone's help to, to push ACB forward. It's, uh, it's so important. Um, Carla has my, uh, my email address, but it's easy if you know my name. It's just jeff at jeffbishop.com. So you can get a hold of me, and, and uh, I'm happy to to do whatever I can to, to help you get more involved in, in the national work. It's, it's, it's really, really great. So I don't want to keep everyone too long because I know some people still want to finish desserts. All right, well, well, listen, thank you very, very much, everybody. And remember that you know we're here for all of you. So if there's anything that we can do for you at the national level, don't hesitate to reach out. There's lots of people who are serving in that capacity, and we're here for, for you. And you have, you have one, of the, one of the biggest heroes within our organization, Carla, here within, within your affiliate. And uh, she's, she's an amazing, amazing woman. I, I really, she's one of the people I very much look up to in my work. So thanks, Carla, for all your hard work. You're awesome. Page four. All right, so your 30 second commercial ad. It can be something like, yeah, yeah. hello, my name is Darren Harbour with Imagine Blind Players, the first of its kind. That's right, blind actors acting on stage without canes or guide dogs, performing to the highest level, ballroom dancing, singing, and highly graceful entertainment for your viewing, hearing, and feeling pleasure. You can come see the show May 19th through the end of June at the Bristol downtown. Call Darren Harbour, meet him on Facebook, and send him a message on Messenger for any more details. Thank you. Something like that. That was totally off the top of my head. And truthful all at the same time. And while I'm bringing that up, thank you to our donators to the Imagine Blind Players from the Lions Club. Come on, everybody. Give a clap. Come on. <laughs> Woo! That's right. Ah, oh, there we go. Why don't you folks come on down to Owensboro, Kentucky and try some Moonlight Barbecue. we got some pretty savvy folks down there. That's a pretty good uh, visually impaired and blind-sided folks. It's a member of a great organization called KCB of Kentucky. And we're a great blind and visually uh, uh, organization. Why don't you join our group? Ah, good. 
Yep, that's that's two ads. We got the Imagine Blind Players ad. We got some Kentucky uh, Council for the Blind barbecue ad. Savvy. Savvy. You, you got one? All right. What's your name? Ed's got one. Here he goes. Friends, are you tired of overzealous hosts? People who talk so fast and are so entertaining that they make you jealous. Are you sick of auctioneers who try to get you to buy things? Have you had it with that car that doesn't run anymore unless somebody else is in it? Well, come to the Kentucky State Reformatory. Here, you'll never have to worry about working again. You can watch cable all day. Sam's Rope Reformatory, where nobody gets away. I don't for the life of me. I don't for the life of me know who he's talking about. Ed is hereby disqualified from the competition. Thank you. I'd like to talk with you about guide dog users of Kentucky. If you are a person who's ever had an interest in using a guide dog or have questions about a guide dog, we are the people to contact. Yes, guide dog users of Kentucky, leading your way to independence. That was wonderful, short, sweet to the point, and it was nice, Ed. <laughs> One and two and three and four. Yippee, yippee, it's V-I-T. Nonpartisan, join us. We can go on and on. <laughs> that was awesome, the Supreme Blinds, yes. What was that again? For VIP. All right, let's vote. So, we got Imagine Blind Players. Everybody clap. Yep, 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 yep. We got Savvy with Scott. We got Bill Deathridge with Guide Dogs. Yes. Ooh, listen to that clap. Listen to that one. We got the Supreme VIPs. And we have the one I wanted to disqualify. We have the ever so thinks he's funny, Ed. Y'all have lost our blind minds. The winner of the 32nd ad, I reluctantly announce, Ed. Congratulations, Ed. Carlo, what does he want? dollars that's like hold on 110 a thousand pennies for your thought ha! told you I was good at math but not good job good job and guess what you still got to listen to me for almost another hour page five the sound prints calendar on November 18 there will be a Braille and low vision carnival 
activities for students in grades K through 5 from around Kentucky. It's at the Kentucky School for the Blind campus in Louisville, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, call KSB at 502-897-1583. Also on November 18, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its next roundabout. Education and technology, including Braille, iPhone support, and family trees from 3.30 to 5, discussion time 5 to 6. The speaker will be John Prophet from Herman Meyer Funeral Home. Dinner will be from 6 to 7. Then there will be bingo, cards, and crafts until 10 p.m. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On November 19, the American Printing House presents a history of guide dogs from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. From illustrations and poetry, we know that dogs guided the blind in medieval times, and undoubtedly long before. However, the highly trained guide dogs of the present day were introduced to the United States in the 1920s by a determined young blind man from Nashville named Morris Frank and a dog named Buddy. For more information and to register, call the Printing House Museum at 502-899-2213. On November 20, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will have its next conference call at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, phone 605-475-6006 and enter code 294444. November 26 will be a Family Day open house from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the American Printing House for the Blind. Visitors can write their name in Braille, see a book from Helen Keller's Bible, watch a movie featuring blind characters, play games designed for children who are blind, and enjoy many other activities in this award-winning museum. Holiday goodies and hot cider will be served for all ages. Call 502-899-2213 for more information and to sign up. November 28 is the Kentucky Council of the Blind board meeting at 8 p.m., Eastern Time. The conference call number is 605-475-6006 and the code is 294444. On December 1, the American Council of Blind Lions invites you to attend our next monthly conference call. It's open to lions around the country and to blind and visually impaired individuals who are interested in becoming lions. Share ideas and ways to be involved in local clubs. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Call 712-432-3900 and enter code 796096. On December 3, there will be a holiday ornament factory from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at the museum at the American Printing House for the Blind. Craft your own tactile ornament to decorate your home for the holidays. Make unique holiday cards as well. Free but limited space is available. Best for children and adults ages 6 and up. Registration is required. Call 502-899-2213. On December 3rd, plan to be at Christmas with the Council. Share the holiday with the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, Tri-State Library users, KCB Next Generation, and Guide Dog users of Kentucky. Fun for the whole family includes dinner, caroling, gifts, Santa, and activities for children. 
$5 per person at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Registration is required. Call 502-895-4598. On December 4 will be the 5th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction. Beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, until all items are sold. Live on ACB Radio. For more details, visit www.acb.org. December 5, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have its November-December membership conference call at 7 p.m. Eastern Time by phone at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On December 7, the KCB PR Membership Committee will meet at 8 p.m. by conference call 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. December 9 will be the first GLCB roundabout in December with Braille, iPhone support and genealogy from 3.30 to 5, discussion time from 5 to 6, dinner 6 to 7, $5 per person, and games and crafts from 7 to 10. Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On December 10, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board will meet at 11 a.m. on the conference line at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. On December 13, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will hold its Christmas party in Owensboro, 12.30 to 3 p.m. Join them for dinner, a gift exchange, $5 limit, and more at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. December 16 is the last GLCB roundabout of the year. It will include Braille, iPhone support, and genealogy from 3.30 to 5, sharing time from 5 to 6, dinner, $5 per person from 6 to 7, and a carol sing games and crafts from 7 to 10. At United Crescent Hill Ministries, call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On December 18, the Kentucky School for the Blind Alumni Association will hold its board meeting at 8 p.m. by conference call at 605-475-6006, enter code 294444. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.